Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Expeditors podcast, where you can hear about front of mind topics in the logistics and freight forwarding industry through the lens of a global logistics provider. I'm your host, Chris Parker, and today's topic, the pace of innovation. Technology has always been an important piece of the logistics puzzle, but since the impacts of COVID-19 caused the world to do an about-face, especially with regards to supply chains and how to keep goods moving, are innovations at a standstill? We'll also discuss what's hot right now, what to be aware of, and how to be prepared to adopt new technologies and solutions. And with me to talk about it today is Expeditors' Chief Information Officer, Chris McClincy. Chris, welcome. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here with you. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing today? I am doing well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. I think I will say that now that my commute has gone from 50 minutes to 50 feet, the only traffic (laughs) jam that I see these days is the kind that goes on my toast, and it's delicious. (laughs) That's good. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, I worked on it on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, why don't you tell everyone who's listening a little bit more about yourself and uh, why do you care so much about logistics and technology together? Sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking. So I've been in this industry for, uh, well, north of 25 years, started off in trucking and and then been with expeditors for the past 22 years and always in a technology capacity. So I've uh, had the pleasure of working in a variety of different technology focused roles Mm -hmm. uh, up till um, the role that I'm in today, which I've done for the past, I guess, five or six years now. And, you know, the ability to um, support, drive and uh, enable just logistics flows around the world uh, has always been something that's really appealed to me. And then Mm -hmm. being able to apply technology to that uh, is kind of a dream job, to be honest with you. So then with your background, uh, what kind of relationship do logistics and technology have uh, from your point of view? Yeah, it's it's a really symbiotic relationship, and and this goes back quite a ways. You know, you go back twenty or thirty years, and mm-hmm. taking advantage of technology for you know productivity, efficiency, and, and optimization of, of just core business processing has has been around for for a long time. And then, you know, kind of as, as the entire world we live in continues to take advantage of of advancements in technology, then uh, our industry has incorporated those as well. And I mean, we see this in our daily lives. We see it in in you know our retail transactions and we see it in our our supply chain management and transportation and logistics activities too you know as mm-hmm. as technology continues to to provide opportunity and make a big difference then it just makes aspects of how we incorporate that into our business uh, and our industry that much more exciting so technology i mean for from a freight forwarder's perspective then is very important with how we you know use information and data um, to keep track of things why is it important for customers to and for the general public really to care about what's going on behind the scenes outside of where's my stuff and and when can i get my stuff well i think you know there's a couple of different ways to look at that one is um, this immediate gratification uh, <laughs> society that we live in today in terms of, hey, where's my stuff? I need it right now. Where's it at? And yeah, there's a couple it, of parties I could blame for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that expectation uh, applies to everything now. Yeah. And so certainly in, in our in our industry, or if you look at, again, just supply chain management, you know, that proverbial question, where's my stuff is one that has to be answered. And technically, Technology plays a key role in helping us answer that question with more precision and better accuracy. Uh, you know, certainly, you know, year over year as time goes on, and and then you know, you can look at the the um, simple kind of macroeconomic factors: cost, capacity, optimization. You know, mm-hmm. all of those things continue to to be really important, not only to consumers who are ultimately buying a lot of the goods that are moving around, but the corporations and the organizations that are are producing, manufacturing, and shipping those things. You know, as costs continue to become an important factor. 
factor, particularly as we're trying to deliver things, you know, same day, next day, uh, two day. Um, so technology plays a, a really big role in, in trying to keep those costs at bay, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, uh, I think because technology has just exploded within the last, you know, 30 years, 20 years, like you've said yourself, uh, a term that I've been hearing is digital forwarder, digital freight forwarder. Uh, what's the difference between that and a traditional freight forwarder? I love this question because um, we love to call everything digital, it seems. <laughs> and uh, so I'll, I'll come about it and maybe a little bit of a different approach, but yeah. ultimately try and answer the question. Sure. So our, our business in our industry has been around for a long time. And there's this kind of incumbent landscape of organizations like ours that, that have been competing in doing this. And those organizations, ours included, have been leveraging technology to do that all along the way. Um, you know, probably you go back a couple of years ago and um, companies started to reinvent themselves, you know. It used to be I was a tire company, but now I'm a software company who happens to sell tires. And, right. and uh, that was when this, I think, movement to, to really become digital started to turn its face on our industry or, you know, on logistics and, and freight forwarding and whatnot. Um, and then subsequent to that, the startup world, that startup community really started to look at us as well. And, and we saw a number of startups start to appear and, and sell highly digitized software packages or services. And, and that was where the introduction of the term really came about, digital mm -hmm. freight forwarder. And, and it was a way, I think, for newcomers or uh, recent entrants, particularly from, from you know, the startup world, to really try and create differentiation by saying, hey, you know, you've, all these incumbents are traditional freight forwarders. And by way, by the way, we're the digital freight forwarders. And, and, uh, that got a lot of recognition early on. I, I think if you're really close to the action, so if you're in this industry, you know, whether you're a supply chain professional or, you know, you're responsible for logistics or transportation in an organization, you, you kind of understand that it, in order for any company to compete, and to be able to perform a reliable service, you have to be digital today. Right, um, right. So that that distinction between those that are calling themselves digital versus those that aren't is is becoming a lot blurrier today than mm -hmm. perhaps it was a couple of years ago. So then you're saying that we can see both turns kind of combine into one. What do you think that would be? Well, <laughs> that would be a new one, Chris. I don't know what it's going to be, but you know, uh, reinvention is an important part of competitiveness, and yeah. and whether it be the incumbents or or the new entrants into the market or a demographic of, of competitors that we haven't imagined yet, there'll be a new term that we get to step into in the coming years for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. So then with the relationship uh, between logistics and technology uh, before, as it was growing and exploding and new companies are popping up here and there uh, to, to take a, a crack at it, um, COVID-19 happened, right? Yeah. So how has the relationship with, with uh, logistics and technology been affected, been changed, been disrupted? What's, what's happened now? Yeah, it's been it's been super interesting, and and this of course isn't isn't unique to our industry. I I think everybody in the world right now is looking at this situation, saying this is right. super interesting. Right. You know, if we if we just you know peek through kind of the lens of technology and or maybe look behind the curtain there, it's it's done a couple of things that are really interesting. Um, and and I'll, so I'll, and there's a bit of a spectrum here. On one side of that spectrum, I'll just call it the ground game. So mm -hmm. you know companies had to have the fundamentals in place. You know you, you had to have reliable infrastructure structure, you know, you, you had to have uh, technology in place, you had to have digitized business processes to really make that transition to what COVID has forced, you know, kind of the world to do and right. largely work, work from home, be disparate, recognize that, you know, you have to transact with parties in different ways than you did previously. So, you know, you, you could really tell throughout that transition, those that had played a good ground game and taking care of the basics versus those that didn't. 
And um, so that that really caused a lot of organizations to have to invest and respond rapidly mm-hmm. uh, or for other organizations just to take advantage of the investments um, that they had already made. So, yeah, one, on one end of that spectrum was really kind of, you know, the ground game on the other end was really a pretty rapid increase in innovation in many areas where, you know, uh, necessity is the mother of all invention at times. <laughs> and so, you know, you could certainly peak within our organization and, and there were projects, you know, or, um, uh, you know, uh, initiatives that were taking place that, that may have been multi-month or multi-year. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, why, why don't we get that done in a couple of weeks? And because right. we can take advantage of some of those things right now. So I think you probably saw that across a lot of organizations where they may have had you know, um, transformative or innovative initiatives in the forefront, maybe with, you know, a typical roadmap and those things got expedited or escalated pretty quickly. So it's caused a lot of innovation to happen pretty quickly in areas that otherwise may have taken uh, a bit longer time, which I think has been really good. Has the, I guess, when it comes to innovation, so we're maintaining the pace then essentially, right? People had to do an about face, take a pause and reprioritize what kind of innovation is now uh, leading as opposed to pre-COVID. Yeah, certainly, you know, the, the uh, collaborative innovation, so the ability for, um, you know, folks that are really collaborating and engaging and working on supply chain management, transportation or logistics, that's becoming increasingly important. Staying connected, staying informed, staying organized, you know, whether that be face to face, virtually, you know, communication methods or or even how we're managing supply chain flows and activities together. So mm-hmm. those things that, um, you know, maybe we would have relied upon typically from a face to face perspective or, you know, an asynchronous approach to use a technical term mm-hmm. have become far more Synchronous, they become far more integrated and far more collaborative, and technology's played a pretty big role in, in making sure that that can happen. I think, too, you've seen a lot of diversification in supply chain needs. So, you know, the the landscape in terms of capacity and what's happening with the assets as it relates to the airlines and the steamship lines and, and trucking and rail, all of that's been disrupted as well. And, and so, you know, how we overlay or enable uh, technology or the solutions that enable those assets and that capacity to be managed uh, has seen quite a bit of innovation, too, in order to ensure that, um, again, supply chains continue to run as seamlessly as possible throughout this entire situation we're in. So there's, there's been a lot of interesting innovation, a lot of escalation or acceleration of, of uh, projects and initiatives that were in motion. Mm-hmm. And to really kind of watch how the whole world's responded to this, this situation that we're in right now. What about uh, operations in terms of in the warehouse, on the boats, on the planes? You know, is there any kind of uh, new technologies that you are seeing that are kind of gaining ground or traction? Yeah, absolutely. So um, clearly social distancing technologies are trying to play a really important right, robotics role. Robotics comes to mind or something like that. Absolutely. So we're seeing a lot of robotics investments, but also really simple things, you know, just in terms of uh, proximity sensors, right? So, yeah. I mean, we we take, you know, uh, all organizations are taking social distancing very seriously, yet we know that we have to have people working together in order to actually handle the physical goods, you know, and whether that be in warehouses or in and out of airplanes and, and steamship lines. So just having proximity based technology so people understand whether they're coming in proximity of somebody you know and, and not ma- maintaining social distance mm-hmm. and then connecting connecting that type of technology too to the warehousing infrastructure and, and some of the typical asset and product management technology that's out there in your day-to-day um, what do you see that kind of gets in the way of innovation or the evolution of technology when it comes to freight forwarding and logistics well, I, I think um, probably something that's not very unique to technology, but really staying focused. You know, the technology is a huge canvas mm-hmm. and 
all organizations have a lot of competing demands on, you know, how they want to advance and, and where they want to be on that particular canvas. So, you know, I, it, it's probably not unique to technology, but I think really identifying uh, who you want to be and where you want to really excel with an understanding that you can't be all things to all people. Right. And then really investing in those areas <laughs> and staying focused so that you can, you know, fulfill the obligations or perform, you know, certainly to the expectations of the clientele that we're trying to service. So that's not really that unique to technology, but again, really, really understanding what is it that we're doing? Where are we investing? You know, what are the solutions and the capabilities we're trying to drive through technology and then staying vigilant and focused on those things and, and not necessarily becoming uh, unnecessarily distracted by the latest <laughs> technology advancement that might be coming out. Yeah, that, that leads to my, uh, my next question, which was simply true or false tech hype is real. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's one of the things I love about I love about technology. And I mean, yeah. so again, it's constantly changing. There's nothing static about tech. And and you know, Gartner's got this the concept called the hype cycle. Right, I'm sure right. many, many folks have are listening have seen that. But it, it's so true, you know, where I mean tomorrow we'll we'll get up and we'll check one of our feeds and and you know, the the next thing that's gonna solve all of our problems is out there. And if only we figure out how to take advantage of it and use it. But that's that's part of the fun in all of it. Is as well is really watching those things find their find their way in our industry. You know, mm-hmm. you, you look at something like things like blockchain and, and artificial intelligence, and of course, you know, you, you go back a couple of years or a couple of months and you read the articles, and and you know, it was everywhere. Yeah, and, and organizations like ours won't be necessary any longer. Right, be but, right. Button for all that stuff, right. <laughs> and but then seeing where those things really do add value and and can make a difference in the services we sell or or the problems or opportunities our customers are pursuing. That 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 is the fun of it is getting through the hype cycle, really trying to find the value of of what these technologies can really do. Because there's a big distinction between hey being you know hyper excited about something and actually deriving value right. um, for for our industry or for our customers. And, and that intrinsically, again, is what certainly uh, compels me and certainly a lot of other people is, is to find those value opportunities and then to incorporate those new and emerging technologies into ways to drive value that are unique in the industry or for our customers. Yeah, our organization is very, like, we're all about driving value um, and, and providing the best experience that we can for our customers. For, on their side, uh, how can they prepare or be ready to adopt new technologies as they come? Or is there a particular uh, qualities that they need to have or mindsets in order to have a healthy approach with t- new technology? Well, you know, I, I talked a little bit about this concept called a ground game, which is probably a terrible sports analogy for many people that don't watch sports, of which I actually don't watch very many sports these days. But the, it's really hard to skip the fundamentals, you know. Right. So, for example, everybody's chasing visibility right now. And we're, we're looking at IoT and, and, you know, we're looking at machine learning or artificial intelligence and big data to bring a, a much higher level of fidelity and accuracy to our visibility, you know, just in terms of supply chain management. But there's this there's this area of fundamentals around data integrity, operational integrity um, that you just you don't get to bypass that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, one of the things when I meet with a lot of clients or, or peers in the industry, one of the things we talk about is is really continuing to keep your house in order. You know, are mm. are you you know in your own teams or are the service providers you're working with? You know, do, are you operationally focused? Do you have excellence in those operations? Do you have adequate data quality? You know, do you have good integration between you and, and your service providers? Because you kind of have to have those fundamental foundational things in place to be able to start to incorporate things like machine learning, artificial intelligence. You know, whatever the the technology du jour component is of the day 
sure. really typically relies upon having a good ground game to take advantage of those. And, and it's not very often you can skip that. Now, sometimes you can take those emerging technologies and they can help you, you know, get your ground game in order or get your foundation in order. But, but you know, putting layering really exciting technology onto a poor foundation just makes for a poor foundation. So you, <laughs> you, you really have to get those things in place. Yeah, and it could take, you know, oh, I don't know, like a pandemic to really make you assess how, how strong your ground game or your foundation is for your company before you start chasing, you know, the next best thing or the, the technology du jour, as you put it. It has, and we've seen a lot of that as well, where, where um, you know, certainly during this time, really getting back to the basics, but, but not the basics of five years ago. It's mm-hmm. the basics of today, which, right. again, these emerging technologies have a role to play right now. Today, it's, it's, we don't need to wait for those things, but, but it's really orienting those solutions or those capabilities to the stuff that matters that, that we can really do right now versus, again, what you might see in some of that hype out there. Yeah, and I hear what you mean. You know, there's that term, the new normal, you know, but we've been at this for six months, you know, at, the, at least by the time of this recording. And the new normal is, is now normal. And there's got <laughs> yes. to be gaps here and there everywhere that technology or new technology can fill in and create uh, just new opportunities for us to do things better or with new considerations in mind. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything, right? We're, we're in a constant state of, of evolving and certainly, you know, big societal events like the one we're living through are going to have a larger impact on that than others. But this need to consistently evolve and transform is persistent for all organizations. And so mm-hmm. the balance is, again, continuing to, to ride out the investments that each organization has made to get the value out of those and then continuing to incrementally pull in new capabilities, uh, new concepts and new ideas along the way. So, you know, it's like that old saying, there's never really a finish line, right? We just hit these milestones. And again, we're going to have, a, you know, kind of a new set of considerations in front of us, just given what's happening in the world today. But that consistent need to continue to evolve, invest and adapt and, and incorporate technology into that isn't anything new. It's just mm-hmm. the way that we're going to approach that and the way we're going to do that is going to change a bit. Cool. Thank you so much. If people wanted to learn more or get in touch with you, how can they do that? Certainly. You can uh, find me on LinkedIn. So just uh, go ahead and reach out to me there. Um, That's probably the best way to get a hold of me. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate your time and it was fun chatting with you. I appreciate the opportunity, Chris. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you've got questions or want to learn more about today's topic, check out the show notes for more information. And before you go, make sure you're subscribed on whatever podcast app you're using so you won't miss the next episode. To learn more about Expediters, you can find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or simply visit us at expediters.com. Take care, and I'll see you next time.